This is Real Talk. Hi there, I'm Dr. Joylyn Maniachi, creatrix and founder of The Happiness Clinic. I'm the world's premier nerd on communication and relationship dynamics, helping make relationships easier by showing you how to get out of your way, how to get more of you in your life so that you can be happy as fuck. Hi there, I'm Dr. Joy Lamaniachi, and this is Real Talk, the Happiness Clinic podcast. And I am joined today with my friend Amanda Puckett, and we are continuing actually a couple of conversations that have come up early. And so this one we're calling, I'm calling, Emotional Addiction Confessions of a Relationship Coach, because we had this conversation earlier about emotional addiction, what it was, how it presents itself. And it just highlighted itself for me. So uh, I'll call it beautifully now because it's already been two days past. So there's been a little space. Because <laughs> when it was up, it was ugly as fuck, really. And, and so just telling people that even though I, I write about this, I read about this, I speak about this, I like just consume material about this. And I, it's still like in my face sometimes. So what is it? How, how do you how do you deal with it? Things like that. So like uh, she's actually, you know, the one that I call when and I told her you can you guys I, I sent this text. I was like, oh, I just tripped over my emotional addiction and face planted. So uh, looking to pick myself back up and get on with my day sort of thing, because what happened was there has been an up leveling in my relationship with uh, we'll call him my husband. That's technically what he is. We don't do well with the titles. There's just sort of this power inequality with husband, wife, just this weird thing. And this is another conversation for another day, but basically he has his parents' marriage to look at. I have my parents' marriage to look at. And those are our reference points. And when we were kind of bringing them together, even though we were both trying to create not that, that was our reference point. So it was kind of like, you know, when you have finger paints, that when you mix them all together, they just turn shit brown. That's kind of like what this was. It was just like smearing everything, holding it as a reference point, trying not to be it. Our parents are like the marriages are so different. It's just it just turned ugh, and it was just like who are we? And you know we've had a pattern of you know have an argument and then we'll talk about it and then it'll be good for a while and then argument it'll be okay and then it's good for a while. And in the seven years that we've been married so far, it has been so many good memories. Both of us having times where we're just like, wow, life is really freaking amazing. And then also sometimes where we're just, why do we keep hitting our heads up against the same thing? And there is, in, in your body, it's about every seven years, there's a regeneration. We are talking, there's some sort of planetary things that like every seven years, it's sort of a rebirth that it's sort of being called into our relationship and being aware that some of the things, whether they had been tolerated or just ignored and pushed aside, but that there were some parts of the dynamics between us, either some points of views that we held personally, as far as he often projects onto me that I'm his mother and that I'm making him, he has to ask for permission and, and I'm here being like, I, I don't know where this came from. I've never operated that way. That's never been how I've had a dynamic. So 
And that would frustrate me so bad because I'm like, why are you talking to me this way? Or assuming that this is what I'm doing. And for a long time being like, I'm tired of you telling me what I think, what I feel, what I'm trying to do. When those are actually like what I was actually mad about was that wasn't true. It really wasn't true. But I would end up getting defensive instead of actually being confident that isn't true. Because it's the insecurity was like I needed him to recognize it in order for it to really be true. So there was that. And then there was, for me, I have my family. We communicate very loudly when we disagree or we're upset. Same. And uh, wow. they all, we all operate that way. We so can't then, go to restaurants. No. So that when, when, uh, when we're arguing, he's like, why are you yelling at me? And I'm like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just... <laughs> Real, like I'm just irritated and like but it took it took me so long to actually get like oh he actually yeah he didn't grow up in my family how would he know this you know mm -hmm. and then just being you know not in judgment of it just be like this is how it is but then not recognizing that me refusing to change or look at it was making him do extra work as far as I don't know rock himself in a corner or something but really mm -hmm. it was he just get reactive to me and it would just get uglier when it really wasn't something so bad to deal with in the first place and just things like you know some of the things like this and, and one of the ones that we had recognized that that had obviously been deep because neither one of us would have chosen but that we saw a dynamic where we couldn't both prosper and thrive at the same time mm -hmm. it was always one or the other like if my career was going well something happened and his would drop and there would be You'd want to be happy for the other person, but kind of sour that your life wasn't working and a little bit jealous. And then I would, if, if I was the one with the money, I'd see how uncomfortable he was and it would shift. And somehow things would happen and he'd find a new job and it would be great. And then I would be without the money. And it just kept doing this teeter-totter thing. And, and finally we saw that because that took a long time because that's not who either one of us would like to think that we are. But it was like to where we couldn't ignore that that was a dynamic that was going to where this last time when we argued and, and it was becoming like that that was getting untangled. And and when sometimes you do get to a point to where you're are, are we staying or going? And I said, no, I'm not going to fix this marriage anymore. It's it's broken. It's broken so bad. Like. I, I don't even know how to get over that. Like, I just, I can't, The like in all the memories just felt like crutches. Like we just keep trying to prop it up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just, I can't do this anymore. And so we talked about it and both actually agreed. We are going to have a ceremony and we had written the vows for our first wedding and we're going to burn them and we're just going to start over. And this is, I like to tell people this because I think that a lot of people think when you end a marriage, you have to get divorced. You have to legally separate. And there was a knowing that we would like a future and we'd actually like a future together, but it, there was no way it was going to happen being built on what it was. And it was just going to have to be like a leveling process. So we talked about this and then we kind of talk about how, what does that even look like? This is all we've known, you know? So mm -hmm. how do you even do that? So don't really know, but I'll throw this idea out, throw this idea out. And then what happened the very next day, it was just so beautiful. I decided I was, you know, going to go for a run. So I go to start my car, the car that I just bought, and it doesn't start. The battery's there because the radio turns on and it, but it just can't, it won't fire. So it won't turn over. And oh boy, 
I can only imagine what the neighbors think because <laughs> I just I, I was quiet for a minute and then I just I just yelled because I was just I was so pissed. It's just been a couple of days of going through the ringer emotionally and having bad thing after bad thing happen. And then finally this where I was actually trying to go for a run to start moving in a healthy direction, you know, and just no. Just you're totally stopped. And if you have any kind of drive and you're really going for something and when you get stopped, oh wow, you know, and I'm an Aries too, so wow. There's gonna there's gonna be some horns hitting whatever hard thing I'm up against. And it's loud when it happens, I'm not gonna lie. And fuck comes out a lot and then it's just so I basically just scream like, What the fuck? And I could tell, like, my dog scooches into the farthest corner of the couch. And my husband's just like, I'm just going to look at your car. And and it was one of those where I just, that's the, the humility of actually just with myself getting real and saying, I'm addicted to rage. This is where I go. I know why I go there. My dad has a temper. It's always been, my dad, any building construction project, he's good at them. But there's lots of cuss words involved. There's hammers and branches flying, you know, and you just know sometimes when it's time to just make yourself scarce, you know, and he'll sort it out. Um, but it's always been that way. And so, and then my sisters, we all do that. Like, you should see one of my sisters in traffic. Ooh, man, I'm surprised she hasn't gotten in accidents and just ram people because she's just so irritated. But it gets uncomfortable being in the passenger seat because you're just like, there is nothing you or I could do. And now I just don't know if I'm going to, like, should I just exit the car? Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't know how bad this is going to get. You know, because it's just that when you feel that powerlessness, that that's how... Like, you're actually giving your best effort, you're doing your all, and there's just a stop there. That's how we've all responded. That's what we've seen responded. That's how we've responded. And now, practice it so much that it's just automatic. Mm -hmm. And I saw all of that on Sunday morning. And for me to just be like, I'm a relationship coach, and hi, hold a candle under my face. I'm I'm a rageaholic. You know, and I think I look like a cartoon character, you know, when people see me from the outside and just... And, and it's interesting that so much when it comes to coaching and when people want to change, it's because they don't like something about themselves. And what's interesting is I've actually done so much work to where there wasn't judgment of this, but then I actually saw how comfortable I'd gotten with it mm-hmm. to where I was actually comfortable putting it in my dog's lap, my husband's lap, whoever's dealing with me's lap, you know, to where I'm okay with with being rageful and angry and speaking really loudly in your face. And now you have to deal with it. And I just looked at that and I was like, wow, that is, that is, that is not how I want to be. And, and just having this knowing that this is incongruent with the future you're going for. This just isn't going to get you. Like if you're looking across the ocean, you don't get in a go-kart, you know? That's you get in an actual boat that's got gas and a motor that can take you that distance. I'm in a vehicle that can't go the distance. And if I really do want what I say I want, which is a relationship that works, a relationship based on equality, a relationship where we build each other up, a career, a profession that is thriving, this isn't going to work. Even a healthy body. Because that's the thing. Rage is not an energy that is physiologically uh, beneficial. So it's just, if, if I want any of those things, this has got to go. And, you know, it's interesting. We've talked in other ones where when you take a step forward, 
what's been holding you back will show up. So the timing was absolutely stunning as far as we had just had the conversation about how to move forward, how to create a relationship that was different and fundamentally based on love and equality. And then this shows up and it doesn't, it's not a linear thing of like, how does rage fit into that? It just does. It's, it's all there. And this is where sometimes I, I do get frustrated with counseling because it seems like you have to look for what wouldn't be there, dig in, try to find those things and uproot them when you don't have to. All you have to do is say, I'm taking a direction. I'm taking a step in the direction of my future. Whatever was holding me back will show up. I can trust that so that when it does, it shows up for you to walk away from it. Now, that's why it's showing up. I danced with it before I actually took a step away from it. I went on a little Tasmanian dance swirl. Uh, super flattering, I can only imagine, you know. Um, but you get it when you get it. I saw it and now I'm like, okay, now I know when I feel that level of intensity that if if I do tango with it again, don't judge yourself, but cut it off shorter. Like that every time it's making it shorter, it's stepping away from the addiction to where I've seen so many people beat themselves up because they've tried to quit smoking so many times. The average person tries to quit 20 times. They were never total failures. They were just practice runs and you practice to get better. Very few people, if any, pick up a basketball and go play a game. You have to learn the basic skills. And there are skills to quitting. There's Because when, when you're leaving an emotional addiction, it's like any breakup. It's just sort of taking step by step away from it to where finally there's enough space between you and it that it can't grab onto you or you can't grab onto it. So this is life and, and it's worth it. That's the other thing is it's not pleasant. There's like, I feel like a dog with my tail tucked between my legs as far as, hey, I, I told him in our family, nuggets the word, everything gets nugget. And I said, I, I was an incredible Hulk nugget this morning and I'm really sorry. And and that I actually, I, I really had to apologize. This one wasn't gonna get swept under the carpet and it's not something to joke aside. Like I can laugh at it now because there has been enough space, but to just be like, I guess I just share this because it was, it was up in the air. It was here and we just talked about emotional addiction. I was like, oh my God, there's another one of mine. Okay, that's one more breakup, but that it is worth the work. It is worth the effort of, because habits, addictions, they don't extinguish themselves. It's going to take effort. But then what's on the other side is just so much more space, so much more freedom. And now it's, now there's like this curiosity, enthusiasm of, I am so excited to see how this unfolds. Like, what will my life be without rage? That it's not, it isn't scary. It's like, whoa, I'm actually going to be a totally different person. And when this starts exiting my body, because we store these things in our cells, I imagine I'm going to, without even trying, run faster and look younger, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. because that is the amount of energy that's now become available that instead of wasting it on rage and some sort of distraction loop where I keep looping in and grabbing onto, I have that to put for constructive projects, creativity, regeneration, including physical cellular regeneration. So there is so much 
available when we're willing to look at emotional addictions, to acknowledge that they're real, to acknowledge that we have one, to acknowledge when it's showing up, that it's showing up and you've got the choice to take a step away and create a different life. So uh, those are confessions of a relationship coach. Just to let you know, like, it's uh, every, everybody's got them. And until I hit actual enlightenment and complete 100% total self-realization, I'll, I'll probably be unwinding from this type of programming, you know? But instead of looking at it as like, oh God, I'll never get there. I'm just like, whoa, I just get to keep on moving to higher and higher levels of living and loving and energetic, creative, generative processing. And maybe even aging in reverse. I mean, that why not? <laughs> and and I really I can't wait to have a next podcast, you know, in a couple months to a year to be like, check out this marriage. Yeah. It it was it was never bad to start with, but it had some problems. We totally leveled it. And that's why I call it the 90 day relationship remodel, because some you know, it's it's not just about cosmetic fixes. You gotta improve the functionality of it, otherwise it's just fun spending money. Which hey, I think some relationships fit into that, but this one was, it's, we're actually going to upgrade this. And so it'll be interesting what, uh, we've named each other love nuggets. Cause that's, that's a title that is equal for both. And it'll be interesting how us love nuggets, uh, move on from here. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to end. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Amanda. She was mostly quiet cause this was really my narrative, the that story of story. my life. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm happy to share with you and you can, we're going to continue this conversation. I want to hear from you what what questions you have that I can talk about in, uh, in this podcast. We're at Relationship Real Talk. Every Wednesday is Power Hour at noon Mountain Time, and that's Facebook Live. You just join the group and you're in. And then you can email me, message me, and let's uh, have a conversation that, that matters. All right, thank you. Thank you all for joining us today. I'm Dr. Joylyn Maniachi, and it's been a pleasure chatting with you. This podcast is made possible through listener support. So let's keep this thing going and have more real talk. No fluff, no bullshit. Go to the Happiness Clinic page on Facebook, and you can join the group Real Talk with Dr. Joylyn Maniachi. We can continue the conversation in Power Hour, the weekly group coaching, on Wednesdays at noon, Mountain Time. You can also go to IHappenToThings.com. Go to the podcast page and support this podcast. While you're there, check out my blog and even get a badass t-shirt from the Happiness Clinic. We've got so many ways to connect. Thanks again for listening, and I invite you to join me again in the next episode.